are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am Marcus Mosier. He is Landon McCool. And the Cowboys get a much-needed win over the Saints. 27 to 17. Landon, we're going to just jump right into it. Should you feel good about this win for the Cowboys? I, I think it's okay to feel neutral, honestly, about it because there's there's plenty of, of uh, to be concerned about just based on what we saw. I think there's also plenty of, you know, reason. I think this is, look, I, this is to me, this is what we we're talking about before we came on the air. This to me was a definition of a trap game. You know, you, you, you've got a lot of excuses built in why you should lose this game. You're playing in a tough place. You're playing without your head coach. Despite all the players that you got back, you know, this week, you're a pretty beat up team. And a lot of those players that came back, you know, were playing in a very extremely limited role. Um, uh, you know, the Saints uh, had a, an unconventional offense that was, uh, you know, probably difficult to prepare for and and certainly hadn't been seen unleashed quite like this. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, I think this was a game that the Cowboys easily could have lost and 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 have lost in the past, and they didn't. Uh, however, I mean, it's absolutely impossible to come out of that game and not feel uh, again concerned that the offense just looked sluggish and 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 it didn't to me seem like it was execution as much as I you know I think there was play calling issues. I think there was uh, uh, just uh, you know how how the, the coaches were trusting the offense issues that really played out in, in, you know, I think something like six, three and outs for the offense. So, you know, it, it's a win. You won a dirty game, an ugly game, which is an important thing to do in the NFL. Uh, so you should feel good about that. We should have a victory Friday tomorrow, which is the one of the best kind of victory days because <laughs> you get a double whammy. It's Friday. And oh yeah. Yeah. But I, I think we've got a lot to talk about over the next week because, you know, I think this offense still has a ways to go to get right. I think they can. We'll talk about that. But I, I, there's, you know, there's a lot to, to dig into and, and not all of it is positive. Can I talk out of both sides of my mouth for just a little bit? I feel like I did. So please. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, I was hoping for like the starky comment. It would do what you'd say. It's be no different than usual. Um, <laughs> listen, it's really hard to win in the NFL. It, I mean, we should never be upset about a win ever, ever, ever. Right. Especially when you go on the road after just playing two games in what four days, and now you only have seven days. And it was, it was such a weird week for the Cowboys for 17 yes. different reasons. Oh right. Yeah. So going in and getting a double digit point win, and really, this is really like a 17 point win. You were up by 17 points with two minutes left in this game. It, it wasn't really all that close. However, there are things that you're going into meetings on Saturday and Sunday. There's a lot to work on here, right? Like, Oh yeah. This team, the way it's currently playing, it's not playing like a Super Bowl caliber team. It's not playing like a team that's probably going to get out of the first round. Does that mean that we can't eventually get there? No, I mean, that's certainly not the case, but uh, I, I just think I'm never going to apologize for winning a game. Just especially after how the last couple of weeks are gone. Let's yeah, just, uh, let's just enjoy some this win, right? I would have taken that Raiders win. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so would if, I. if they win I that game on Thanksgiving, I, I, right? My apple pie would have tasted so much better if they yeah. won that game. <laughs> you know, look. I mean, 
we have high expectations for this team because they've they've shown us what they can do, right? And and I think that that is not um, unhealthy or uh, uh, you know un un unfan like to expect your your team to play better against a a, a lesser yeah. a lesser opponent. I mean, they, they, they listen these the, the Saints they played fantastic on defense. Sean Payton. Pl- it, play calling is out of his mind he's just the way dennis he can allen squeeze he's such he, a the way he can yeah yeah both of them dennis allen and 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 uh peyton are both incredible coaches i mean there's you know peyton even more so because he, he's squeezing water out of a stone no. you know i mean they, they got nothing on that side of the ball and, and he's just the scheming guys open making easy throws that even a guy as terrible as we saw Taysom hill could make and 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 get big gains so uh, I think, you know, again, this was a very bizarre game for all the reasons that we mentioned. You lose your head coach to COVID. How many times do you lose your head coach midweek, right? Well, it's, it's like not even your head, co- just your head coach, yeah. right? Like, well, I think it's a line coach. Or... Yeah, it would be different if it was one coach, but it's your offensive yeah. line coaches, your strength and conditioning coaches. I mean, it, it was a lot of people. And all the shuffling that you had to do to make up for that, you know, everyone having to kind of do slightly different jobs than what they're used to, it's disjointing. And, and and you know, even with Cooper back in the lineup, you know, the offense didn't couldn't really rely on him outside of third downs. And, and, and on top of that, the insistence kind of to just continually hit inefficient runs in the middle of the, of the offensive line that weren't working. I, I – I, look, I – I think the Cowboys clearly had a plan to try to get the Saints out of the too high shell, and that involves trying to run the football a lot. But there was a certain point when at least mix up the sequencing, right? And that's what it felt like the problem was on this. We've 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 uh, we've we've really talked about play sequencing with with these guys and how good it has been on, throughout the year. And I think we need to point out when it's bad. And and for the last you know, two or three games. I understand who you have playing in these games, but this week you had everybody short of a fully healthy Cooper who was in the game, but just wasn't in the game all the time. And the play sequencing sucked. You know, it's everyone except for Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy apparently realizes, doesn't realize that Zeke is hurt. And, and, you know, and it's just, I've been as much of a Zeke apologist as anybody here. I think you can attest to that. I, I I don't know what's going on here where we can't at least accept the fact that Zeke should be getting a third if less of, if less of the carries at this point. And, and maybe just being in on, on pass protection situations where you need him. But I just – at this point and, – and why they insist on trying to hit the middle of that defense instead of going outside early. I, I don't – did they even attempt an outside run outside of what they're calling C.D. Lamb's catch and run? Yeah, Pollard. In the first half? Pollard. No, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about Lambs outside oh. of – oh. Yeah, Pollard's touchdown, but I'm saying in the first half. No, no, no. Did the they? One. Did they even the attempt? Uh, yeah, I mean that's well, that's kind of ridiculous, you know. I want to save some of the offensive struggles for our third segment because we're we're going to get into that. But okay. Um, again, they're eight and four. They this stretch did not go exactly. They were you know the way they were playing the three three game stretch. They went one and two, um, but they're fine, right? They're they're eight and four. Yeah. They're they're going to be. In the hunt to maybe be the two seed or the three seed, you got to win. Big picture, this is okay. Um, I want to talk about the defense, though, Lana. But before we do that, 
tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK10 and you will get $10 off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's talk about the defense. So if you look at the stats, and stats can be very deceiving here. Cowboys gave up 405 yards of offense to the Saints. Uh, Taysom Hill had 100 rushing yards in this game, 11 carries for 100 yards. The Saints ran for 153 yards, and yet the defense with the Cowboys absolutely dominated. Absolutely dominated this game for several different reasons. Four interceptions in this game. Uh, they had a couple a couple sacks on Taysom Hill. They really had him not feel, feeling comfortable in the pocket at all. I first want to start with Demarcus Lawrence. How nice is it to have him back in the lineup? I mean, it's huge. I mean, it's, it was especially huge to this week because you needed somebody to be a dominant run player, uh, and I feel like he was. You know, when he was on the field, he was he was winning his matchups for sure. I can't imagine um, what it would look like if he was not out there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, a, a lot of, you know, we went back at the beginning of the season, and if you listen, we talked about how a lot of these teams, this is kind of a philosophy of the Staley defenses, and I think for the Cowboys in a large degree now, it, run it, you have to have a, a hole somewhere on the defense. And right now, they're having a hard time against these teams that want to line up and run uh, this the kind of zone read stuff because you obviously gain an extra gap with the quarterback uh, uh, as, a, as an extra runner. And then just, you know, kind of lining up and stopping the run. You know, when it gets into the red zone, they're able to kind of clamp down a little bit and they're able to get off the field. But overall, they're giving up a ton of yardage. And ultimately, look look at what the result is. It, it doesn't mean much. Getting a bunch of, of, of yards on the ground ultimately doesn't mean much if you can't score points. Yeah. Uh, and the Saints couldn't do that. You know, that they could they were picking up chunk plays. But considering, uh, uh, you know, they got, what would you say the total yardage was? 435 yards? 405 yards. yards. 405 they had 17 points you know and that's ultimately what what what's what matters so and they had I think, 10 in the first 58 minutes of this game yeah and it that's you know that's why I, I saw some people complaining about you know one of those punts a little bit later in the game and i was sitting there going you put them inside the 15 yard line and they can't throw the ball. They're yeah. going to kill the clock for you because the Cowboys can't run the football yeah. so yeah it, you know it, it it's one of those things where this was, like I said, a very weird game that looked super way more ugly on the defensive side because you were. It looked like you were going to bleed out in running yards, but ultimately it was a scratch. It was that that it wasn't so bad, and and I think you know the fact that the turn they were able to consistently get turnovers, make plays in the ball. Um, you know, some of those they got there were gimmies, but they still made plays in the ball, which is impressive. You know, Hill was under pressure all game long. There was good pressure. I think there was times when you know he was able to get back there and throw because the Cowboys weren't even expecting him to throw. They were running so much, but uh, you know, short of a couple lapses early in the game, uh, I thought the defense overall played really well despite their kind of struggles to stop Taysom Hill running game. Which, like I said, this was exactly what we talked about before before in the week, right? Like. Uh, a difficult kind of tricky offense mm-hmm. with, with a lot of QB run stuff. It's difficult to prepare for, uh, but ultimately it's not usually a, a winning combination on its own. If you can't throw the football. What I love in this for the de- defense is all their stars made plays when they needed to, right? Demarcus Lawrence got, I don't know how many pressures in this game, but he hit Taysom Hill all night long. Micah Parsons got a huge sack on a third down that forced the, the Saints to punt rather than kick a field goal. 
Trevon Diggs got an interception, and then Carlos Watkins had a pick six. So all their stars made plays. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – I, I threw it's, Carlos it's, Watkins in there as a star. You didn't I, oh, I, I didn't even catch that because uh, Carlos Watkins is such a star in my mind <laughs> that uh, I, I just glossed right over your joke. I apologize. But, I mean, look, if if you're going to absorb the loss of, of, uh, of a Brent Urban – you need guys like Carlos Watkins to make plays. I don't know that not, any of us were expecting a pick six, um, but just but a I clean think, yeah. pick six too. Like not I mean, even one that's just tip. Like a just incredible <laughs> catch. Uh, yeah, it was. I, I want to go back to Parsons for a second. The yeah, sack was unbelievable. Yeah. Wasn't even his best play of the day. The <laughs> the route or the job he did covering was it a wheel route? You know where he got beat initially. Like he was Steel, able to yeah. to force and basically the receiver to have the ball clunk off his hands. And then Jaron Curse to intercept it. I mean, just it was an incredible play by him. I, I thought Parsons in this game, going back to more of an off the ball linebacker, was just incredible. More displaying of just like what what he what that he can do everything, you know, and, and just kind of more padding the resume. He's way past defensive rookie of the year. I mean, that's like I got sealed up. He's weeks a ten ago, sacks frankly. already. He's he's defensive player of the year nominee at this point. And, yeah, I mean, and he's certainly and in the this, conversation, right? And this was and this was a resume builder for that. I don't know if he actually wins the award, but I mean, I think this game more games like this, and he's had a game like this seemingly for the last four or five weeks. Uh, he's it's going to be hard to make an argument against him, honestly. Uh, and Diggs had an interception, as we mentioned. He almost had almost like three two. other ones in this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You could just feel it. Like it's, it's, I, I don't know. I just get the sense now, like. Okay, Diggs is going to get one. He's really, really close. Uh, he did ultimately get one. The Cowboys went three and out on the next drive, and it didn't really end up mattering too much. But, hey, he got his ninth interception of the season. I actually think the defense played really well. And there's a couple spots on their defense that, man, they can just have little improvements, whether it's guys coming back from injury, uh, you know, the defensive tackles, Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore, uh, one of the linebacker spots, I don't want to mention who. Um, Van Rush. Uh, and <laughs> then Casey was up and down in this game. But other than that, I thought the rest of the defense was really good. Anthony Brown, I thought was so much better this week than he was last week. Uh, just kudos to them. They won this game for Dallas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they, they played fantastic. Like I said, it doesn't look as pretty. It certainly didn't look as pretty in the first half, but uh, you know, you ultimately look at what happened by the, the end of the game uh, with the, with the final score and, and you, you're totally thrilled with the results. Uh, all right, I want to talk about the offense because that's the story of this game. But before we do that, I'll tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. All right, Landon, uh, do you know how many drives the Cowboys had in this game? I don't, actually. 14 offensive drives. They wow. scored 20 points on offense. They were 2 of 13 on third down in this game. Yikes. It's it's Yikes. it's a problem, you know? I mean, and, and again, like, th- the problem is that they shouldn't have to rely on third downs. You know, the, the problem is, is that they got in too many third downs. That, and then know? we say that all the time, right? The best way to be good on third down is just to avoid them altogether. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the Saints 
you know, are a very good defense. And so when you get into third down, you greatly decrease your chance of, you know, obviously converting because is you, you're getting into a situation. They, they know you have to usually pass, especially in third and long. And, and again, it goes back to play sequencing. If you're going to continually try to run your head into the wall and accept, you know, no gains and throwing away first downs, and then you're not going to actually go for it on fourth down, at, uh, you know, until later points, then you're, you're really limiting your ability to convert on, on these drives. And, and the Cowboys are were putting themselves consistently into third and longs and allowing the saints to attack them down, uh, blitz them and then play coverage in the back end. And the saints are one of the few teams again, that has pretty good coverage on the back end so that they can, in, in, and again, a very good defensive coordinator who can fool you with some, with interesting blitz and interesting coverages behind those blitz uh, and and you know make this a much more difficult game than it really needed to be, uh, and that's mm-hmm. where I think I'm frustrated is that it feels like you've, you've got your guys back now. I understand the Cooper's still not 100, percent but it felt like they had success being aggressive at times, um, and uh, and they kind of went away from that. And I and I guess I understand the, the idea of trying to pull them out of their shell with the run game. But you're not pulling them out of the shell with, with the run game if, no. you're, if you're not gaining any yards. If, if, if you're consistently not able to run the football, you need to. They should have tried something else earlier in the in the in the game, and they waited, I guess, until the second half to try to attempt an outside run short. Like I said, outside of the tunnel, the tunnel screen to, to Lamb in the first half. So that that part was extremely frustrating, uh, and it led to a lot of frustrations. And then you know throughout the game, it just felt like you know, things were just a little bit off and staggered and they weren't able to get a, a, a rhythm other than like a small part of like, what was it? The second quarter when they, you know, they, they had a two or three drives in a row. I think they had some success. Yeah. It's just, you know, they have 10 days to get, to get things right. And I do have confidence that they can. Um, but it, I mean, again, it's hard not to point back to all, first of all, all the unnecessary shuffling that happened on the offensive line, you know, less than two weeks ago. It well, still feels I got like a feeling we're probably going to do more shuffling next week, right? We'll see. I mean, I don't know. Like, that's that's the thing that's frustrating about this is that, like, I felt like the pass protection was pretty decent, but the run game looked like it was suffering. And so, and then what, what's the point of playing Connor McGovern at left guard if your run game is going to continue to struggle? Just give me the better pass blocker. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I wasn't necessarily advocating for Connor McGovern to come in over Connor Williams, and Neither was I wasn't I. necessarily advocating for Terrence Steele to come in over Leo Collins. So I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I, the good news is they've got, a, like I said, a extended break to kind of figure this out before. Hey, <laughs> you got to win. You got to win these division games. I mean, you can, at least well, can't. I you know you got some good away, defensive lines away, coming right? up as well. Yeah, and 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 you certainly need to survive the, the next few weeks. So the Cowboys need to figure that out. They, I think they have the players in the system to do it. I think they just they need to get back in sync. It just felt like you know there was too many times when Dak was out of sync with the receiver, with with the play caller, and the quarterback seemed like they were out of sync. Uh, and I, they just need to kind of have a normal week. Maybe you know, honestly, maybe that's it. They just haven't had a normal week in, in weeks. And it, and it shows it's, it looks like they're disjointed. 
I agree with you. Although I, I, I thought the pass protection as a whole was pretty good today. The I, pass protection was good. Yeah. Dak got sacked was twice in this game once. And the one sack was really more of a coverage sack. He kind of held the ball. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought the pass protection was fine. There was one time where Tyron kind of got spun into and the guy hit Dak in the helmet and that was the interception, but I don't yeah. know. I, I don't feel like that's the biggest concern. I, I really don't. I think the play sequencing, as you mentioned, and I still think they really miss a healthy Amari Cooper. He played 24 snaps today. Oh, yeah. And yeah. on the drive that he played the third down and caught the 35-yard pass, they scored a touchdown on. And it was really yeah. the only good offensive drive they had all day where they walked the ball up and down the field. It just feels like without Amari, things are so hard for this offense, and I'm not sure why. Is it because they don't have anybody that can win on the outside quickly? Is it because teams are just defending them differently? I don't know. Uh, but, man, they miss a healthy Amari. Well, if they don't have Amari, they have to be able to run the football. They can't not have both, right? And I think that's the issue, is that they need they need a solid running game Without Amari Cooper, they don't have three elite wide receivers who can beat man coverage by themselves. So you need a running game to to draw bodies away to open things up down the field for Gallup and, and, and open things up for these guys. And I think the problem is, is when your running game is struggling and you don't have Cooper, uh, it becomes a tough slog because they, they can do a lot more things to you to kind of take away the, the remaining guys on your team that are kind of the, the, who you would be targeting, CeeDee Lamb. And, yeah, I, uh, I will also know, say this. Out. I think the offense is missing a little bit of Blake Jarwin, just somebody else that can stretch the defense vertically from the middle because we, we both love Dalton Schultz, but that's not really his game, right? If you have mm. another tight end that you feel comfortable, you know, doing some play action rollouts and getting him the ball up the field, Sean McEwen's just not that right now. And he's no. still, he's just not the athlete, not having him in combination with having a banged up Zeke and having a less than hundred percent of Mari Cooper has definitely hurt this offense. I'm still, Still, Landon, they can be so much better. That's what's absolutely. They only scored absolutely. 20 points in this game. They can be yeah. a lot better than what we saw in this one. Absolutely, and I think they will. I mean, I still have confidence that they will because we still we see it still, right? Like they get into two minute offense and Dak goes, you know, eight of nine, you know, and, and goes ninety five yards to, to set up a field goal before the before the half, you know, or they when it, when they get to a, a down to a certain point, they start putting the foot on the gas. They still Dak still dices people, right? It's just they need to figure out where the run game went. It, first of all, the, the run game just in general seems static. You know, like I, I don't, I don't want to endorse just running the football for, for running the football, like like just for number's to get, sake, right? Just yeah, for we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get yardage here. So let's diversify the run game. Let's you know. You know more outside stuff. If you need a power, like the power worked immediately as soon as they ran it. You know, it's like so. So so run some more of the G sweeps. Get get guys on the move outside. Uh, you know, you've got athletic offensive linemen. Like I don't know why they weren't using them. They were just trying to move people off the ball the ball vertically, and it wasn't working. Uh, and I, I think you know again, you, you need to just understand where your team is at this point, and understand that that running Zeke Elliott. As in his current state, in the middle of this def- in the middle of the defensive line is is not a winning play, and it certainly isn't something that you should be starting half of your drives with. Like, well, explain yeah. to me why Zeke had twice as many touches in this game as Tony Pollard. I can't really. It, I, mean, I really can't. 
it was so obvious on the one play where Zeke got to the outside because of good blocking, and he can't run. Like it's I mean, so that should painfully... have been like a fifteen or twenty yard gain. Like eat for for Zeke, that's a 15, 20 yard gain, and he just can't do it. Like he I can't so, get to a third gear. Like not much less like his fourth gear. And it's not to say that Pollard would be crushing the inside runs because I don't think he would because the the blocking's just not there. It's just does no, Ezekiel yeah. Elliott really need to take that many touches? Like I get it, he's still fine in short yardage, and if you want him out there pass protecting, I get it. But, man, it doesn't make sense to give him 13 carries and Pollard only gets seven, especially after Pollard showed you what he can do in space. I, I, it still just is mind-boggling to me. That's all. Yeah, and, and again, you know, I mean, it does. I don't think it really would have mattered uh, too much. I mean, uh, Pollard had to break two pretty serious tackles to make that long touchdown. It's, he can't do that every play. You know what I'm saying? So at some point you gotta you gotta figure out a way to block better. You gotta tighten up your blocking. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think maybe they missed their offensive line coaches more than they missed their head coach in this game. Which makes sense on game day, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely, it does because they they yeah. I I think an offensive line coach would have said, hey, let's mix up the play calling here. These guys are not they're not having success trying to get yeah. vertically you know, pushing these guys off the ball. Let's get the ball outside a little bit. Uh, let's talk about Dak a little bit in this game. 26 of 40, 238 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Uh, has not played particularly well since the Kansas City game. Are you nervous about him at all? No, I mean, I, I think, you know, he had some – look, that the interception probably should have been a penalty uh, on, on – Probably should have thrown it, though, anyways. I don't think – the CD wasn't that, that That too. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think – I don't think he was off so much as I think that there was, there are communication and a lack of sync between him and his wide receivers right now. I think that's, that's more my concern is that it just feels like these guys are just out of sync in in a lot of ways. And I thought Dak made some incredible throws tonight. Oh, the one, um, the CD lamb was one of the best throws he's made this season. Absolutely absurd. Yeah. And, and just, you know, I mean, people don't realize, but that the, uh, the fades that he, the goal to, line to fades. Gallup. That, yeah. That's a difficult throw too. And Gallup may obviously not the hardest part of the job, no doubt. Now he missed the, the way, he it, missed the touchdown to CD Lamb on fourth down. It just if he lobs that ball a little higher. I I, I want to hear what, what happened there because honestly, even watching that live, I think I think CD Lamb was supposed to turn the other way. So I, 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 Eggman made it seem like I wasn't Eggman listening to what Eggman. Like I was listening to, to all, Champs. You know, what yeah. they say? I said Aikman made it seem like CD ran the right route. It's just up to Dak to throw that ball with a lot more loft so CD can adjust to it, not throw it on the line. I mean, I, I certainly am not. I don't know that either. I don't just, know more than, than Aikman, but yeah, just that's what it looked like to me because he was coming back in and there was no one in the middle of the field behind him. So I didn't understand why. That's why I thought the play design was leading him there. That, that's what my assumption was. So maybe I'm wrong, but okay. yeah, I mean, I think he missed either way. They didn't connect there. And like that goes back to, again, it's like whether it's Dak not throwing the ball well or, or they're out of sync. I, I'm not worried about Dak, like, you know, long-term I'm worried about this offense getting back in sync. And I think that they will. All right, Landon. Well, we, uh, we covered the Cowboys win. They are eight and four going into the week, uh, week 13. We get to watch Washington play the Raiders. We get to just sit back for the next 10 days 
and uh, think about this awesome win. I'm just going to keep saying how great it is to win because, man, I really missed great the last win. couple of weeks. Yeah, right? like we we, sh- we should not take it for granted. I mean, no. we only get a we only get if we're lucky, we get ten plus of these a, a year, and and in the off season we don't get anything. So, uh, well, and you know, part I, of the reason why I'm saying this is a good win, it, because I remember last year where it sucked yeah. to lose all those games straight, and then when you do win a game, it doesn't really matter because you're out of playoff right. contention. To win a game on the road against a team that has playoff aspirations when you're struggling is great. So. It's not perfect. They've got a lot to work on, but they needed that win and they got it done. Yeah. I, 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 in, I would say the last thing for me is that this was a tough game. Like, I think we knew that this potentially was going to be a tough game going in. Um, I don't think anybody liked the way that ultimately the offense played, uh, but we came out with the win. And I think now we've got a mini buy to kind of course correct things going into the final run. We're getting players back. You know, things certainly could be looking up here going into a win as opposed to a loss was a huge difference. And we should recognize that last thing before we head out. Um, yeah. We've talked about this during the off season about having different paths to victory. And we said, we kind of thought yeah. going into the year, the Cowboys were going to have to be an offense that scored in the upper twenties every game. And the defense would need to just make a couple stops a game to win. Right. Yeah. Good teams have a lot of different ways to win. If your offense is having a bad day, like they did, can your defense step up and make stops and win a game for you? They just did that on the road. They got four turnovers. They forced multiple punts when they needed to. They gave up 10 points again in the first 58 minutes of this game. That's just that's the formula for a good team. Find ways to win games when everything's not going perfectly. Absolutely. And, and the defense uh, d- deserves all the accommodations it's getting uh, because, again, to rewind – we hoped this was be a middle of the. We hoped this would be a middle of the pack defense, and now we're seeing that this is a defense that you know again bled a lot in the rain, running game, but when when it came down to when they needed it, their big players made big plays, and and yep. and if you can you know rely on that you know here and there on the weeks when your offense isn't performing the way it's supposed to, uh, that's how you win the games you're you're supposed to, and you win the games that maybe you're not supposed to. Week 14, the Cowboys could possibly have Micah Parsons, Randy Gregory, Neville Gallimore, Demarcus Lawrence all playing at the same time in their front seven. That would be quite the sight to see. So you get that to look forward to over the weekend and throughout all next week. We'll be back on Monday. We'll talk about some of the All-22 stuff that we watched over the weekend. Uh, We'll talk about some of the rest of the stuff that's going on in the NFC Let's see which team slips up this week between Washington, the Eagles, and the Giants because you know at least one of them will. It's just it's inevitable, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, thank you guys for watching. You can download the show wherever you get your podcast. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, enjoy your victory Friday, and we'll see you next time.